Williams. This is Lorraine Ball. And I'm Sam Montobel. And today we're going to talk about 300 selfies. Now, what exactly are you talking about there, Lorraine? Uh, catch me up. Bring me up to speed. <laughs> so, Instagram, I, I like it. I've used it for a little while. I certainly have some things that I, I like to follow there, but I've noticed this really weird trend, and that is that young women have Instagram accounts that are nothing but pictures of themselves. Hmm, I think I know what you're talking about. We are interviewing a lot of social media professionals, yep. and they are sharing links to their social platforms and sharing links to Instagram. And I jump on because I'm a photographer and I want to see what are they taking pictures of and yeah. what interests them. Yeah, absolutely. And then this is kind of a gateway to what is their limit on creativity and what they can produce in a social platform. And 300 pictures of you making duck lips kind of limits what I think you're capable of. Hmm. Could, uh, could you maybe go into that a little bit more? <laughs> you're giving me an yeah. opportunity to rant. And... <laughs> And I could go on ad nauseum, but the whole experience, hopping on Instagram and looking at these profiles, really got me thinking about the platform, how it's changed, and I can't tell a person individually what they should be doing, that's totally up to them, but I can talk a little bit about business applications. Yeah, uh, so I personally don't use Instagram for myself, but I do it for our clients. How long have you been on Instagram? So I first dove onto Instagram in 2011. That was my very first post. And I have to tell you, I really didn't get it. I didn't understand how it was different than Facebook or Twitter and didn't use it very much. And then up until about, um, I would say even a year ago, I was pretty much using Instagram just to push photos to Facebook and Twitter. I really didn't realize that Instagram by itself was really its own social platform. Yeah, I mean, it, it really feels like it started out as just kind of a way for teens to take cool photos and share it over their phone, but it's really kind of changed over the years. It, it really has because it, and, and what I like about it is how you find information is different. On Facebook, I find information that my friends have shared and that's what I see and I can certainly set my timeline like that on Instagram but on Instagram I can follow the hashtags and I can get inspired by seeing the work of other photographers I can get inspired if I'm going somewhere and I'm I'm going to Paris and I want to see photos of Paris I can build an itinerary around the things that I'm seeing and and, and sharing and so it really is a nice way to kind of search images, connect with people who have similar interests. Beyond that, when Facebook bought Instagram, it began to shift and it became a little bit more of a business tool as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get on there now and it's filled with ads, you know, kind of like any other uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything you hop on, you're going to see those kind of boosted, uh, promoted ads for businesses. And I guess if I was giving advice to like our clients, I would say the vast majority of the content that you're sharing as a company should be genuine and interesting and go really easy on the boosted posts because people turn those ads off. Yeah, there's, there's definitely ways around those. The, the tips for businesses that are thinking about doing Instagram, 
you've seen it with, with um, our client Randall Beans. What are some of the things that they do really well that work on Instagram? Yeah, so Instagram really is a great, unique opportunity to kind of build and establish and grow a, a brand, uh, a certain voice. So Randall Beans, we actually use two separate Instagrams for them. We have one that's more centered around this powered by beans idea, which is, you know, uh, beans, you know, give you the, the energy and fuel you into adventure and it gives you this ability to do all these great things. So we fill that with photos of, you know, beans in unique locations, uh, out on the ocean surfing with a jar of beans, that kind of thing. But we also see, and it's not just the cheesy photos mm -hmm. of the beans, you actually see people doing interesting challenging athletic things, um, running marathons, water skiing, and so the pictures become, I think, inspirational for a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the other side, we focus on Open Spigot Farm, which is uh, their homestead in Tennessee. And this is more of a way, you know, as opposed to like the more extreme lifestyle kind of stuff, this is more down-home, rootsy, you know, being uh, servants of the earth kind of thing. So lots of photos of around the farm, maybe not even beans, you know, fresh big watermelons just pulled out of the farm. They have a little farm stand, lots of stuff like that. And they both feed actually into the website. So both audiences, although they're very different, they'll actually end up in the exact same place. Well, and what's nice is we can drive both Instagram feeds to one Facebook page, but on the website, we actually have two different sections. We have a section on healthy living and we have a section on organic and the farm and so the pictures show up in their own little cubicles on the farm and I think I think they do a really good job I think other suggestions I would make to businesses is spending a little time in researching relevant hashtags and not necessarily putting 25 hashtags in the description of the image you Present the image, but then you do the hashtags in a comment. Mm. So the picture will still search when someone looks for the hashtag, but that's not going to hit them in the face when they first go to the image. Yeah, I, you know, you pull up Twitter or Instagram or anything, and you see those hashtags, and they're it always feels like they're a bit of a nuisance, but really, if you find a way to fine-tune it and use them correctly, it's really a great tool. And looking at the hashtags, the thing that I love about Instagram that you don't get on Twitter is they will tell me how many posts are using that hashtag. Now I don't know if that's all time or in a recent period of time, but it does tell me the relative popularity of different hashtags. So I can really zero my messages in, maybe try to get very, very relevant in a niche audience or go for the big splash. Now, I have to admit, there are a couple of other little features on Instagram that I don't quite, I get. They're trying to compete with Snap. They totally are trying to, and so you can put little ears and nose and duck lips. And if it's your personal account, okay. I'm not sure it needs to be on your business account. Business owners, let me just throw this out. I don't think that's a very good idea. I don't see that as a great way to protect your brand. Unless, of course, you are the company that developed these filters. <laughs> that might be the only exception. Now, I do admit that if you go to the Roundpeg Instagram account, and you're going to, first off, you're not going to see a lot of content there because we never really had an Instagram account 
until recently, you're going to see a lot of pictures of our cats. You're going to see pictures of fun around the office. I think Instagram is a great place to do a little slice of life that needs no explanation. On Facebook, you can put more details. Here, the picture kind of has to stand on its own. Yep, a picture is worth a thousand words, (laughs) as they say. So, if you're thinking about adding Instagram to your mix, a little bit of advice, whether it's for your personal or your business, let's minimize the selfies. Give me beautiful photos because you are competing in the timeline with amazing photographers. And if your photos aren't interesting, I'm going to scroll right by. Little bit of hashtags, and you don't have to, to share a lot of photos. One every few days is fine. So, if you want to learn more about Instagram or other social media, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find other episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Lorraine. Be sure to check back. And until then, this has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for